You're about to listen to Beta Zero One of Lane to the Future, the show where David Moore and Curtis Lane take a look to our future. This is Beta Zero Point One and has some rough edges and is still in beta. So please enjoy the beta brought to you by the Moore Daily Podcast Network. This is Lane to the Future, the show where me, David Moore, and my good pal. You can't put me on the spot like that, really. That's Curtis Lane. And this. <laughs> Is Lane to the Future, where we take a look at what's coming in our future. Today's theme, robots. Sound like that. It'll sound like that. This is Lane to the Future, and my name is David Moore. I am Curtis Lane. And I just want to start out today's show with talking about what this show is. This show is a show that I've had an idea for quite a long time. To make predictions. Predictions. Look at the future. How far in the future are we talking now, Dave? We're talking several segments here, Curtis. We're going to start with how things are today, which makes us think these things are going to happen in the future. Then we go to about five years in the future. Then we go to about, you know, ten years, where things start to really change. Considering that smartphones, as we know them today... As a dog barks in the background. Son of a bitch. <laughs> that the iPhone only came out about seven years ago. Really? It's and, been that long. And that's it. And the technology that exists in that is pretty much the standard. And that kind of evolved pretty quickly. I wouldn't put that as the standard. If you look standard at, for smartphones, yes. Yes. There's still a lot of standard phones out there. You've got to put that into consideration. Right. But if you walk in a Verizon store... Yeah, true. They're going to be, here's an Android phone, here's an iPhone... Here's you, another Android phone, here's this, 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 here's all these touchscreen phones. And you don't want anything but an Android phone yeah. or an iPhone, because if you don't have that, you're lame. Personally, I miss my keyboard, and I don't like swiping up and down like, glass all the time. I like my keyboard on my phone. Yeah. And You've seen my phone. It's not, it's the $40 phone from Revel. <laughs> it's not the most technological piece of thing out there, but, but it, it works. But it's the technology that changes, and it's the future yeah. that we want to take a look at in this show. We're going to start with our current segment, and today's theme, as I said in our intro, is robots. Now, we don't have a lot of robots. We have a few kind of robots. We have robots. Honda is the main robot we have, like you, we have now. Is I guess you would put that as the standard like virtual intelligence robot. I guess. Yeah, and that's about. And it. it's not great. It's fallen over like four times trying to go upstairs. And they have those robot battle things that. But that's controlled by humans still. We're right. talking. It can think on its own, which a lot, a lot of things still can't. There's there is that one on Jeopardy. I don't remember what it's called. You know what I'm talking about, right? The, uh, but that th- even makes errors. And it's just a it's just a database full yeah, it's just of a giant, answers. It's a giant Google search. Right. That's basically it. That can do it on its own. Yeah. It's and going then, search now. Okay. Then we've got those other robots, the little vacuum things. That the Roombas and whatever. Yeah, the Roombas or my vacuum or. Have you ever noticed that some of them are actually made by? You, you've seen the movie iRobot. Yeah. They're made by Robox, Robot uh, Incorporated. Yeah. Which, That's great. I love how they did that. I'm thinking, oh, great. We're going to be overrun by those in like 20 years. What do those things cost? Like 200 a piece or something? Something like that. They're as bad as Dyson fans. Yeah, and they're going to break. Yeah. They don't look – I mean they they're just – They're not good. 
<laughs> we've gotten a trial one before at my house. Like they sent us one, and you send it back with your review. Oh, it's really? It's really cool. But uh, at the time, we still had carpet. Right. Dude, it was horrible. The thing didn't clean anything. It didn't clean. It doesn't work. It didn't work. They work on hardwood, laminate, and that's like it. And like ceramic and stuff, you know, like it doesn't work on carpet. And the, the, the problem is that they're they're expensive and they don't work, but they they have to get around corners and stuff. And I mean, I know and there's round. <laughs> sensors like there are sensors that detect space around them. Yeah. And it, it's supposed to work, but it just looks like, I mean, eventually it's just going to start running into little stuff. Yeah. That that constant beating of being smacked into a wall mm-hmm. is gonna break it further. And like, what if you have a dog? Yeah, and, and the dog doesn't like it. it, it That's <laughs> gonna be gone in like a few days. Right, like the current... you just paid three hundred dollars for a chew toy. Yeah, or if you're my dog and you just get on your knees and bark every time the vacuum's <laughs> on, he just <laughs> just just scary scariness. Yeah, yeah. They're they're either extremely afraid of it or it's a toy. Yeah. Either one or the other. But either way, they're still going to bite at it. Right. That's the problem. And, I mean, that's about the only robots we have in our current... Well, like, it also depends on what you classify as a robot. I, I, I consider a robot, based off the song 500 Robots <laughs> by Hypnotic Clampbank, which is a great song, Yeah. that the only future I want for robots is robots that do specific tasks. Like what? Like, uh, you thinking in... As in, like, have you seen the movie Flubber? Yeah. Okay. How, like, it makes his toast, it wakes him up. Right. It makes eggs, stuff like that. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. But I don't want a robot that... Well, like, also, if you think about... This is going back to what you classify as a robot. If you look at hospitals, they have machines that breathe for you, that feed you, that make your heart work. Right. You gotta think about that. Is that a robot? Does it think on its own? They No robot, I believe can Today. think on its own Today. yet scary the word in there is yet, yet. yeah i'm and afraid of virtual intelligence truth be told i am very afraid of virtual intelligence right because once you give it a thought once it's able to think on its own it's gonna realize why am i taking orders right i'm stronger than this that's not a good thing it's gonna be another civil war but against the robots, robots. That we my made. toaster is going to, like, throw toast at me. It's going to, like, rebel, like, in Futurama, where all the electronics and stuff just throw crap at you. Right. You want some coffee? Out of coffee! You think you want coffee? I'll show you wanting coffee. Spray <laughs> it all over you. Right. There's that kind of thing, you know? Right. It's it's just sometimes a scary thought to have of robots. We're going to jump to our next segment, Curtis. Sorry to interrupt right, that's you. that's fine. But we're going to go to about five years from now. Five years? Yeah. So it'll be the year 2017. 2017. All right. I don't think we're going to advance that much, you know? It's only five years. If you look at what's supposed to happen in, like, Back to the Future. Right. Supposedly, we're supposed to have hover cars and shoes that tie themselves by now, you know? Right. Speaking of the matter of fact that we're in 2017. Speaking in that case. Right. I'm going to say, like, it's in the present now. Right. So... Movies, movie, that movies. Came out, movies that came out in, like, the 60s said that we were supposed to have... A bunch of stuff. ...robots and teleporting and beaming and... Technically, they do have teleporting. They can teleport people. Or they can't teleport people. They can teleport molecules Yeah. and atoms. The only problem is they implode when entering the new realm. Right. They go, I don't know what happens. They go away and come back. Somewhere I don't know the technical science of it, so I can't really talk about it. About it, right? 
and all I remember is they go away, and then they go, they end up somewhere else, and they implode. And that's not. And that's not safe for a person to happen to. I don't think it's gonna be like space balls where we get teleported and our heads are backwards. That would suck. And or it's gonna be like in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, you get beamed across the room in a million tiny pieces and reappear on a screen two inches tall. You know. But you have to admit that the day that we can pull chocolate bars out of our TVs is a pretty cool. Oh future. yes. <laughs> Imagine that for the cooking channel, man. The Food Network. Oh, my God. Don't say that. I'm just going to be there. You know how fat I'll be? Oh, yeah. I'll be just rewind, playback, rewind, playback. (laughs) There better not be TiVo. Oh, God. For for digital digital food. Like in uh, WALL-E. Right. Regenerative food buffet. Right. Oh, God. I don't think we're going to get that far in five years i think it was so yeah but we're gonna be is probably basically in the same place i think computers will advance a little bit more they'll do more there'll be more programs iphones will have more capabilities phones overall will have more capabilities speaking of iphones mm -hmm. we have a thing now currently called siri that i don't know where to put that in the realm that's not completely virtual intelligence it's more speech recognition Right. Like, my computer can do that, and it's not Siri. It's, like, I have an old Dell. Right. Like, I can be, like, open uh, internet or whatever, and it'll open Internet Explorer. The difference between Siri and a voice recognition software, though, is that Siri responds to you. Yeah, but it also has preloaded responses. Right. You have to remember that. Well, several preloaded responses. Like, if you say, I love you, it says, I'm not built for that or whatever. Yeah, I'm not built for that or... Or if you say, you know, Siri, I'm horny, it's going to go, I'm not that type of assistant. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it, I feel like in five years they're going to make an attachment for when you say that. Right. <laughs> There's our robot, our robot uh, hand or oh God. something else. that You know what I'm talking about, the little light thing that everyone talks about. It's not a complete light because it doesn't have a bulb. You know what I'm talking about. Right. So, but I, I but think let's get off that. <laughs> I think soft, software is going to advance. Though. Oh yeah, software is definitely gonna in advance. the next five years, dude. I we, think hardware is going to advance too. We're going to get better screens. I don't, I don't want to push it this far, but they might go away from the screen more or less, make it smaller or like really thin, right? Like some of the TVs out now, right? I don't want to push the fact of a hologram, but they have made them so far, yeah. like the Tupac thing. Yeah. So they do have ho- really. Uh, what's the word I want? Really, uh, I mean, they have really crude holograms, so that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know? Like, how it works is, uh, they have a projector. It's kind of like a periscope okay. ability. They take it, they project it on a, on a mirror, and it hits a per, uh, screen in the back. But it has 3D depth, is what I'm talking about. It's kind of weird, but it's cool at the same time. Like, like, they just, it's like there's space between the screens that shows the space between, or... It's uh, the depth within the projector. It's a, they have a special projector for it. That's really that has depth. It's like a three D project projector, I guess. Even now, like the stupid three D movies, that suck. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> it's not worth going to a three D movie. And then, in the next five years, the most rapid change I think we both agree is going to be software. Yeah. And we were talking about Siri. Yeah. Now, Siri is still in beta. It is. So it's technically not a full blown program. Hmm. And I think within the next five years, we'll see Siri doing things for us. By that, I mean, if you have to schedule a doctor's appointment, Siri will call the doctor's office 
and speak to the person on the phone. That would creep the shit out of me, though. But that's like in the next. That's part. like those automated phone things. That it'd be like an automated phone system. I that hope those did things stuff. get better. They're never gonna get better. I hope they they're just gonna get worse, and I then they're gonna they die. Like the at least make it kind of like a real person. Like make it like Siri. What is your name? Curtis. Don't you love when uh, CVS Pharmacy calls you? This is CVS Pharmacy trying to reach David Moore. <laughs> <laughs> no, the best. I like going into customer service a little bit. Just off topic, big note. Right. The best one I've ever gotten was either Virgin Mobile or Huntington. And why is that? Virgin Mobile, I was on the phone for at least 45 minutes talking to some Indian woman who had the most heavy accent. I couldn't bear it. It was horrible. I couldn't figure out what she was saying. I just stopped and went, manager, manager, manager. (laughs) And that was about it. Speaking of customer service, Curtis, all I can say is that they're the worst. It's the worst experience anybody can experience. I had to deal with Microsoft. Oh, God. <sighs> That's all I can say. Is <laughs> Seriously. All right, here, here's the deal. I have a Mac. Mm-hmm. If you haven't noticed, I'm an Apple fanatic. Apple fanboy, we know. I, and I openly admit that. There's this thing called Boot Camp, for those of you who don't know, that allows you to run Windows on dual boot, meaning you can boot Windows or into Mac OS X. All I wanted to do was take my old Windows license that I paid for. I paid money for this stupid Windows 7 license when I had an old computer. All right? I want to take that license, and I want to install it on my Mac because I had to trade back in that stupid Windows piece of crap that Geek Squad screwed up. But I don't, I don't blame Windows. I don't blame Microsoft. I blame Geek Squad. Okay? That sucks. <laughs> I had to call them because my serial or product key was invalid. Okay, this is invalid because it's already been installed on one computer. Whatever. This license costs a hundred thirty bucks. What? One freaking computer. It can be installed one on one computer, one time only. That's where the money is too. You know. You know what happens when you buy a version of Mac OS X? What? You pay thirty dollars, and you can install it on every single Mac you own. That's how uh, Dell works too. That's how it should always like, work. With my laptop, I have a Dell. I'm a I piece, I mainly PC, but that's just personal preference. Right. And, like, well, they sent me, they gave me the computer, and then I sent for an installation disk, which they send you, which right. is bare bones, uh, XP, ser- or, X, or it's Windows 7 Service Package 3. And this is a pain in the ass, let alone that you have to order it. Well, th- you order it just because it's free. Like, right. you order it Best Buy, you're like, yeah, I'd like to have that. That's great. Yeah. And they send it to you. That comes and in it, a box with a Mac and a and that came. And, I'm not, and I shouldn't say just Mac. I mean that came with my Asus. It might have come with the computer. I sent for something. It might have been something. It might. Yeah. Oh wait, I sent for the Microsoft Works thing. Okay, yeah. That was the backup thing because I wanted that just in case. The Dell thing came in the box. Right. My bad. But like that's so much easier. Why doesn't it just come like that? And I can put that on any computer I want. Right. I mean, you might be putting it on something that's not a Dell, but and you're gonna get the Dell bloatware, but. All the yeah, same, it's... that stuff sucks. <laughs> I deleted so much of that crap. Back to Microsoft customer support. Yeah. One, it took me about a half hour to Google this, and we all know how fast Google is mm-hmm. overall. And um, once I finally found Microsoft customer support, I call them, and the first thing you hear is, "Hello, my name is Steve." No, 
No, your name is not Steve. Your name is Alfonso Mohammed, but I, I I don't know you're gonna get there. And I go, he's like, "What is your problem?" And I'm like, "It's this simple. I had a Windows computer. I don't have it any longer. I have a Windows Seven disk. I need a product key because I need to install it on another computer." He goes. Well, we can help you do that, but first let me ask you, do you have any other computers that run Windows in the house? Because this is going to help you do this. Yes, I have other computers that I do not use because they are pieces of junk, and they are made by HP, and they are horrible, and they're running Windows XP. He goes, well, let me take a look at those via remote, and I will tell you how we can get your product key working on your other computer. I go, I don't really need to... Look at this other computer because it is seven years old. It's a piece of junk, and I don't care about it. He goes, well, computers are supposed to last like 10 to 15 years, sir. Oh, bull. No, not anymore. (laughs) Sorry. Processors are just not going to keep up with 10 to 15 years. Well, 10, 15 years, your computer is obsolete. What is it, 20 minutes after it leaves the store? It's five now. It's five now? Yeah. It's bullshit. It It was 20. It's supposed to last 15 years. Yeah, the model is. It's not going to be. It's not going to be up to date. It's not going to run modern software by then. Half the freaking uh, computers in the store are already obsolete. Yeah, because yeah. no, wait, isn't it five minutes after they get them? No, uh, it, it might be five. No, because it's twenty. It's twenty. It used to be twenty when you took it. Okay, I'm just thinking so, like the floor models and crap like that. Oh okay. well, yeah, the old ones. I mean, unless you go in and you buy the like the top end. Hard, hardcore, yeah. Highest processor stuff. You're not, you're not getting what you need. Yeah, which kind of sucks. Anyway, I let this guy remote access that computer. It only took 20 minutes to turn on because it's a piece of junk. Mm-hmm. This guy turns the computer. I turn the computer on and he says, "Go to this website." I go, "Okay." I had to make him repeat this website 16 times because I can't understand the Indian voice. <laughs> he. It's going to control my computer. And he only says that he's going to control my computer about 16 times. He also tells me that he's not going to go through any of my files. Well, he went through them all. <laughs> well, no, but okay. He opens up and installs a security package. And this security package runs a scan. All right. And he shows me on my computer screen that I have over 3,000 viruses. So? This is what I told him. <laughs> Is this computer's a piece of junk? He goes, Well, we can give you a service package that'll fix this for $170 a year. And I go, I want a product key for another computer so I can run Windows, so I can run a stupid program that I have to run for a stupid school, and I don't want to deal with this. He goes, Oh, well, I have to transfer you to a whole other section of Microsoft's customer support. They helped me in five minutes. Why couldn't they just do that in the beginning? Right. You want to tell That's me? BS. Yeah. This is this is customer support. This is why we need robots that actually work. Now, if you call Applesoft, Apple customer support, you get this wonderful little, and it's not wonderful. I shouldn't say wonderful, but a it's voice, a voice recognition software that understands what you're doing. It's about as much as Siri understands what you're doing. And you call and it goes, "What kind of product do you have?" And you say, "iPod Touch." And he goes. What's wrong with your iPod? Say something like it doesn't turn on. You just say whatever you want. You can say it doesn't turn on. And you just, he goes, well, let me transfer you to somebody. Boom. 
Human being. Done. That's kind of – okay, speaking of the same thing, yeah. but going back to humans, how I like them kind of a little bit better in the situation. Uh, when I called my bank, yeah. I I was having trouble one night. I was thinking I need to set up a new account because I was becoming a better on Cha-Cha. Right. And I wanted to set up a new account and get a new checking account and stuff. So I call them up, and this is at 3.30 in the morning Eastern time. Wonderful. And I'm expecting to be – shipped overseas and stuff like that no i get a very nice lady who can speak perfect english i don't know what nationality she was but she was like this is huntington customer service how can we help you i'm like uh you're, i was baffled by the fact that i got a human being right. and the fact that they could talk english or speak english it was crazy right and they were so helpful i was done in three minutes had right. a new account knew everything even online it was great Customer support like Apple or even things like that, even if you speak to a robot, it's getting better. Oh, yeah. The robots oh, yeah. are getting better. Robots are definitely getting better with that stuff. The, 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 if Siri could make those calls for you, if Siri could call a doctor for you and schedule your appointment, you tell Siri, based on your calendar and everything else that it has access to, mm-hmm. what you're available, when you're available, it confirms it with you. And you don't actually have to speak to these people because sometimes this stuff is ridiculous. Yeah. If you could tell Siri to go talk to that Indian person, and because Siri understands multiple languages, mm-hmm. this person could speak in their native language to Siri. Siri could speak back in this, their native language to them and solve this problem. Real easily. That would be and great. that software that. can exist in five years. I could see that happening in five years. I could. Yeah. I mean, Siri's... A work in progress, but that's kind of what I want to see in, like, you know, voice recognition, kind of, you know, personality-based yeah, robot reaction. And that, that, that'll that probably happen in, like, five years. Mm-hmm. What scares me is what's coming up in our future, which is in the future in our next segment, which is ten years from now. All right, so ten years from now we're in. Yep. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do in ten years, man. I, I really can't see that far into the future as in, like, technology because how we've been going – as in the pattern of technology growth, it's been exponential. Yeah. We have no idea of what's going to happen. We could have, like, heck, we could have just projector key- or projector keyboards, which I know we already have, but, like, projector computer screens. Right. Touchscreen computer screens that are on the wall. And Google Glass and all sorts of that stuff. That kind of stuff, yeah. And this is, this is getting back to why I want to do this show. Yeah. Because we want to seriously consider this. I, ideas is what's going to keep making this happen. It's people being inspired to make things to work the way they want to. Yeah. One of Apple's mottos, God, I'm going back there, but they say they make products, and this is what they say, so don't even call me on this, but they make products that they think they want to use. Yeah. And robots, 10 years from now. Robots, 10 years from now. Um, In 10 years, hardware will increase. Yeah. What they can do with hardware. They can do pretty much a lot right now. It's just, it's real crude is the problem. I think they might slightly perfect it. Right. Like, I wouldn't say perfect it. I would say it would, like, get a lot better, you know? Right. But, um, like, I could see that Honda robot that's doing all that stuff be a lot more fluent in motions. Right. And stuff like that. As we learn more about the, how the body works, we learn how to make robots to learn how to move. Meaning, yeah. like robots, and 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 this is my theory: is by in ten years we'll have robots that are capable of movement. 
the like soft fluent movement you mean right like they will move the same way people move what i could see as in really which would really benefit people is you know how they have those robotic uh fake limbs the robotic fake limbs i can't uh, right the, i don't remember the name for they it, make like prostate legs prosthetic and, that's it yeah but like i mean i i could think it, i could see in 10 years them actually having a moving arm or hand connected to your brain in some way shape or form like by radio waves or whatever that would actually read your brain waves and make the hand move right in a certain way so we're so which we're saying would be very, which would be very productive to a lot of people where i think this is going to get shady in 10 years is just because the software increased in five years mm-hmm. doesn't mean the software will catch up with the hardware by then true so what but, we're going to see is an increase in software. The software is going to get held up to me. This is my theory. All right. Software is going to stop mm-hmm. slightly. I mean, it'll never stop, but it'll slow down. Mm-hmm. And then the hardware will overtake it. And then it'll do the same thing like the, apps, it, the app store where it didn't exist. And then every day somebody comes with an app that does something else. Yeah. It has to – we have to make the hardware – for the software to do the things. Yeah. So they ha- the ha- the hardware has to exist, but software is going to keep increasing for five years. Then the hardware will increase. The hardware the will five. increase the next within the next five. It'll be happening during this whole time, but yeah, it it'll be there at the ten point, and then we're going to have to wait another. I could just like, quite a few years. I could just really see the prosthetic thing happen though, because right. they already have things that slightly read brainwaves. Right. So if that would catch up, they could do it completely and just complete the circle. But could we read brainwaves in 10 years? We can slightly read them now. Right. It's just what frequency they're on, what the brain is doing. Right. And it's. I think it's still a very complicated... Oh, yeah. I'm not saying it's not complicated. You have... The ones that we have are still crude. They have brain... Uh, like a little cap you put... It's not a cap. It's, it's basically you put a beanie on your head that has a crap ton of wires in it, and it reads... Your brainwave patterns right. of what you want to say or something, which is a way of reading your mind almost. But this but tech, completely. this technology has to. Oh, fans can and and based yeah. on the last ten years. Oh yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah. say that this could actually happen in ten years. It could, but it couldn't right. at the same time. It's the it's the fact of how much money would have to be put into it, and if that money's even there. Yeah, it's the money in today's economy even there. Ain't even happening. Right, and it's not. It's not there completely yet, but we're saying ten years prosthetics being advanced. I could see that. We're saying hardware being advanced. How do you see cars in ten years? That's what I'm thinking. You know, I could do a whole show about cars. Yeah, but let's but just cut it real quick. Let's see. Like, um, speaking of like robots, no. Yeah. Like you said, hardware was going to advance. Like, there's a lot of stuff in cars now. Like, they have GPS built in. They got uh, OnStar built in. They have Google has cars that drive themselves, and exactly. they've, they've openly came out and said three thousand more dollars to every car, and it would drive itself. That's it. I'll, I'll pass on that. I'm sorry. I now um, for somebody like you, I don't know. Right, as being visually impaired and being somebody yeah. who doesn't see as well, and sadly being 20 years old and not being able to buy a car, or drive my own car, it's kind of getting kind of a little bit bummer ish. Yeah, I get you. I get you. The thought of cars that drive themselves has only been in two accidents kind of blows my mind. Yeah, but how long have they been around? Can I ask you that real quick? Like five years. And they've been in two accidents. Two accidents. Two. Five years. How many cars were built? 
like 12 or something. 12? Not a lot. And, uh, so and that, the there ratio, might be more. And the ratio I'm, is still pretty bad. Six to one. But. For every six cars out there, there's going to be for one For those two accidents? It was somebody else's It was the wasn't. other driver that hit oh, the car. Okay. So it wasn't the car that drove itself into another person. Okay. And that's the interesting part. And I might not be right on these numbers. I, Google's been working on it for quite a long time, and they, they kind of hide stuff like every company. I would bet, yeah. But, I mean, they released a video a while ago of a blind guy going through a drive-thru, and they were sitting in the car with him, and it had a big Google sign on the side of the car. And the guy was so happy that he could go through, like, Taco Bell. and like, I would, if I was, speaking, I can't say this of experience, but I know that in a couple years, because of what I've been told, I may go blind. Or I may be visually impaired to the point where I can't drive anymore, so I kind of know where I'm going to be. Right. But I kind of get what you're saying, like, how that would help you. And I, it's totally positive for people with visual impairments. Or other disabilities. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, the people who can't get a license, uh, the mentally retarded. Right. Uh, blind. Every person in the world has a need to get places. And it's, yeah. It's, and I mean. But they would have to make it more inexpensive. Because the people who have those disabilities don't always have that kind of money is right. the thing. But a lot of this is paid for, like being visually impaired. Like I've seen doctors and things that are covered by insurance. Well, yeah. So would the extra $3,000 of the car, the extra $3,000 you know, is in, in larger, would that be covered by insurance to add to a car? I don't know, maybe. I mean, it, or would they supply the car for you? Right. Would it be covered by government aid, maybe? Would Google just start handing out free cars to drive themselves to blind people? I doubt people? that. Well, Google... Dude, they're trying to make money. Google's currently, according to the last time I checked the stocks on the iPod, it says that Google's still the most valuable company. Yeah. So, I mean, if they really wanted to, and I know they don't have as much bank as, like, Apple or... But they're know, still pretty valuable But they they're valuable enough, and they could spend the money. Yeah, Google, but... Google used to lose a million dollars off YouTube a day. Because really? people because the server cost too much when they bought it, so they oh. were losing money every single day. That's why the the original people who made YouTube sold it in the first place. Mm. So, if if they can lose that money on YouTube, to just well, you know they flipped it around. They're Google. Well, yeah, and then they, they flipped it and stuff. sold ads. Well, if you want to put ads on my car, but it drives itself, and you're you don't you're probably not even gonna see them anyways. You know, and other people are seeing them. Heck, if I would hell, do that, hell, if my my windshield has transparent ads that come up on them, and I'm yeah. getting a free car. Who cares? I would be fine. Now, speaking of robots, because this is the theme of the show, do we want the car to drive itself, or do we want robots to drive the car? You would want the car to drive itself, because the car is the robot, in the technical term. Because the car is going to think of what action to do. Right. It's going to think where to go, what's the best route. It's just like Google Maps in a little car. But would a robot be more acceptable to communicate with? Well, you're still going to sit in the driver's seat. Right. Now, in the sense that the car drives itself. Now, if we have a robot that drives the car, is the robot able to think more like a person? Is that a good or a bad thing? Hmm. Well, if you integrate the robot into the car. Right. We're talking like that Men in Black thing where the guy's sitting in the car and he's the driver, but then he gets sucked into the car. As in a robot driving? Or are we talking robot driving as in the robot is the console of the car? We're talking about a physical, human-shaped robot piece of driving. metal that sits in the driver's seat and drives the car. Like a person. So, so like we ba- just take... Basically, we, you have a driver. So Oh, yeah. So you basically have a robot driver that you put in the vehicle. You can put it in any vehicle is what you're going right. for. Oh, that'd be, that's a tough one, actually. Would you prefer that over the car driving itself? 
I would prefer because I feel I like don't know. because like Ford makes cars that assist you driving. Like seats will vibrate that scares when, me, when cars are nearby or something happens, like a little beeper comes or right. my dad's car does that. It doesn't have any of those features. Honestly, that makes me nervous. Those make me nervous. Yeah. Like the, uh, Ashley's car. Um, when you are driving over a slippy, slippery area mm-hmm. and you slam on the brakes, the car and you're, if you're turning, the car assumes, now this is the scariest thing ever, that you need to stop. Mm-hmm. The car will start steering for you. No. Yeah. It's not even that new. Of a it car, doesn't. Though. It doesn't. It basically it locks it. It doesn't let you steer. It doesn't start driving for you. It. Oh. Will, it will. It'll lock you into driving one way. So if you're turning, it'll turn you that way because it assumes that you need to turn that way. That's. It's a uh, little nerve wracking. That is a little nerve wracking. I mean, it'll kick back in and let you take over, but it, and it'll slow you down. But like on a highway, if you're going around a turn, it's pretty freaky. Yeah. If you were slowing down and you weren't slowing down right, and it'll think that it knows what's best. That's kind of weird. That's why I want the car to almost drive itself completely. Yeah. But, but people, according to Ford, and this is a quote from the CEO that said, he said this, is that people don't want cars that drive themselves. They want cars that help people drive. I could deal with that. I, 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 disag- I could kind of agree with that, but I could also disagree with that at the same time. Like... I personally don't want the car to do anything, right. except I would love a rear-facing camera to help me back up. That'd be and great. exist. Which are great. Yep. I like some of the little sensors, like my dad's car sensors. It the seat to vibrate? or No, it beeps ever so lightly. You barely hear it, but when you do, it's because you're like five inches away from the curb or something. Right. It's a parallel parking assister. I don't like the thing that it does it for me. I don't like that. Yeah, and see, it takes away the need to do it. You need to be able to know how to do those things, though. This is why a robot driving the car might be more acceptable. Yeah, because then uh, because I, then you feel like you're in a passenger seat and something's driving for you. Yeah, I kind of get where you're, you're coming from. Though. If you're sitting in the driver's seat and the car's driving itself, you feel vulnerable. The pe- the people who already know how to drive mm-hmm. would feel vulnerable. Yeah, they'd see you and be like, oh my god, is that guy not driving? Especially when it first comes out. It would either scare other people or or the people who bought it who already knew how to drive. Because it would still have – I mean just because they invent things for people who have disabilities. Just because people end up using them. So say that these cars were originally intended for people with disabilities. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that the average person – Couldn't get their hands on one. Right. And then they're driving the car, but they already knew how to drive before. Would that yeah. make them eventually start to feel uncomfortable because they feel like they might be a better driver? Sometimes I would think yes. For for me, and my standpoint, not being able to drive, I would prefer the car to drive itself. I'd also like to be able to sit in the driver's seat so that I know that there's a switch that I can hit to take over if I know something's going to go wrong. Yeah. That's kind of like how I would do it if if I were the driver. But I'd also have that secondary feeling like I would like someone there because I feel safer in the passenger seat. You feel safer in the passenger seat when the car is not moving itself. Now, if, if you're alone in this car and it's going through the drive through for you. I'd want to be in the driver's seat. It would make you nervous. It would make me nervous to be anywhere else. Right. Because it would be like, uh, um, what the hell? Yeah. You know, you just have one of those situations. Where, where you just – there would be this, this overbearing little – voice in your head voice in my head saying i'm a better driver i'm I'm a better better driver driver. yeah i'm a better driver i'm a better driver 
And being me, that would never happen because I'd never know how to drive. I'd always feel like I was in the passenger seat. But for those who already know how to drive, it would... It would screw with me. Yeah. Because being just gotten my license and figuring out how, how good of a driver I actually am. Like, I'm, a, I'm not saying I'm the best driver who ever put his foot on a pedal, you know? Right. I'm decent. You know, I know when to turn. I know when to get away from somebody when you think they're drunk, you know? You know how to avoid things. Right. You know how to stop. Basically, that's it. And if there's a computer that's doing it for you, I would feel like I would constantly be saying, why did it do that there? Why didn't it do this instead, you know? If there was a Rogetronic person doing it. I'd be yelling at that person. Well, you'd be yelling. I'd be like, what are you doing? Stop turning. And it wouldn't be able to hear me probably because it'd be like, shut up, (laughs) Uh. you stupid idiot. And it'd probably turn over and smack me with its robotic arm. You know, one of those things. I think being, being a person who knew how to drive, I think I'd prefer that over it. I think, and, and I know this because our good pal Jeff, who runs a decent part of this these shows, yeah, is um, when he sits in a passenger seat of a car, he he, I, I can see him like tapping his fingers, like he cringing. doesn't like it. He doesn't like it anymore because especially he, when I was driving his car, <laughs> he drives everywhere. Oh yeah, okay, all the time. I feel like I would feel that way too once and, I get driving more. Right, like, and the question is, would you feel? I feel like even the the physical person holding a steering wheel, robot person driving the car might feel more comfortable with somebody like that because they already know that that person has different habits. Yeah. But if the car was doing it, it would make them really nervous. It, but it would freak them out because there's no there's no physical being there. Now, in what our next segment is about a hundred years from now, oh God, <laughs> where we're already dead. Yeah, we're dead. I'm dead this, and gone. <laughs> this doesn't freak people out, probably. No. It, and I think this is where the segment will go, is what will freak people out then? I kind of feel like in a hundred... Are we saying on cars? No, we're or going. Like, we're just sticking on robots on here. On robots? Okay. We'll get back to cars. I have a feeling in a hundred years... This is just my thinking. Okay. Because I've seen it in a lot of movies and such, if we already have cars ten years from now that have virtual intelligence that they can think for themselves i'm thinking cars i would have no problem with thinking in a hundred years that we would have robots that have virtual intelligence doing what we used to do for ourselves right which is really scares me in a in the fact that it takes away so much of your independence like i'm i'm kind of saying like if like in wally you're basically a blob sitting on a chair completely yeah. relying on computers and robots I'm not thinking that so much. I'm thinking as in like we still walk, but we have something doing everything, something cleaning, something cooking, something, 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 something. We have lost the need to do things. 500 robots in my house. Yeah. But like just and think about that. We would lose all of our being basically if the robots haven't already taken over the world already by that point. And you we have lost – all of our capabilities to do things. We are no longer useful in this world in a point. If that happened, we're like basically just here. Now, what if now then this is my theory. Okay. If we got to this point mm-hmm. where robots did everything. Yeah. We still have to learn stuff. We'd and have to learn like history pe- and stuff. People but... learn different traits. 
now. Yeah. Cur- currently, we all learn different things. Mm-hmm. We all learn what we want to do. I'm majoring in making movies and radio shows. And I'm in the health field. So. And you're in making pharmacy, giving people drugs. Yeah. Everybody likes drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Be it heart health healthy for you or not, everybody has their own little thing. Right. So, I forget where I was already going with this. You were going with, uh, man, I don't remember. I'm sorry. Yeah. Crap. Um, Something about how they would do everything, how we would learn. Oh, learning. yeah. Yeah, okay. We were talking about learning. If we're all learning our own individual traits right now. Yeah. If robots do everything that we do now, there's a robot pharmacist. There's a robot. Where would we be even needed? Now, there have to be... No, I'm going off topic again, so don't let me forget the education thing. Okay, education. Movie people, humans would have to still make stuff. Yeah, we'd still need creative minds. There'd still be creative people. The other people, for example, Jeff, who's being an electrical engineer, the only other thing you need to learn is how to fix robots. Yeah. Would that be what everybody would learn? Maybe. Well, like I'm, I'm thinking like what jobs would be available, even. There'd be creatives and there'd be repairmen. And I'm tr- because because things that went and wrong. And be the consumer, which right. who would buy more stuff, and it's a vis- that's a horrible cycle too. Those right. are that's a horrible horrible okay, cycle. But let's put it let's. Now let's pretend that the world's perfect. Oh God! All right. This is this is my vision of a hundred years from now. If robots did everything, and this would be perfect. All right, go ahead. People are lazy, yeah, but not so lazy that they won't fix stuff. Okay, so there are enough people in the world. Now, there's enough people to fix broken things. Mm-hmm. So there's enough people who would fix the broken robots for free because they're willing to do that to get the so, reward. so that they could have what we all have mm-hmm. is a wonderful life without money, without problems, without... But then on that same topic, I want to. Then we're going. In, we're going into scary utopia land. Yeah, this is scary utopia. But I'd also want to say that how many people are we saying in a hundred years? If we still have uh, what is it, four or five billion people on this planet? Right. Are we going to need four or five million repairmen? No. Exactly. But there's enough. There's, we there's, don't need all those people. So what is going to be the cause of having all the people? Right. There's. This is where this is where it has to be perfect utopia land. But there isn't a perfect utopia. We're going to be screwed because the freaking robots are going to be in so many numbers. And greed's going to take over. And people are going to be like, you have more than me, but you don't do any more than exactly. me. And I hate you. And Which is like the communism idea. But that, doesn't, that only works on paper. It doesn't work in real life. <laughs> Human greed will always prevail. There will always be that one rotten tomato. In high school, I had a teacher named uh, Floyd McDibbitt. All right. If he ever hears this show, he'd probably laugh his ass off. But the um, he spent an entire week mm-hmm. talking about how wonderful communism was because we didn't know anything about it freshman year. Communism okay? isn't a bad plan. It's no, the thing. no, it's it just sounds wonderful. It. He spent an entire week talking about how wonderful and perfect it was. We came in on Monday and he goes, here's what's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he had us sitting there all going, huh, everybody getting the same thing? That sounds kind of nice. Yeah. No argument? Hmm. All equal? Sounds kind of nice. No. No. It doesn't doesn't work that way. It'd be wonderful if it worked. There's always the ones that – it's like a little puppet show. There's always the ones on the top playing with it, going, 
you know, I'm going to take a little bit of money from there. I'm taking money from here. This person's going to get a little bit less. Right. I need more money. I need this. I need that. There's the big government officials and crap doing that, playing with that. And that needs to be, there needs to be some way to do that, but there's no way to make everybody fair. And there's no way to make sure that somebody gets this. Because everybody's going to – someone's always going to think they're better than someone else. Right. There's, there's no, no way to stop that. There's no way of a world without competition. No. And there's no way to settle competition in a communist world. Going into competition a little bit, how they uh, tried to stop it. This is going back way far. Okay. Okay, there was a lot of things like, you know how uh, in some little leagues now, there's no winner, there's no loser. They don't keep score or whatever. It's trying to boost their self-esteem. Right. They actually did a study with that. They proved that, this, well, the study ended and they proved that self-esteem does nothing. It does nothing. There was just as many serial killers that came out of the the control group that was regular people and that came out of the study that had uh, their self-motivation and right. self-esteem held up. And if, the only thing that th- was different was when interviewed, the people who were s- serial killers, the ones with high self-esteem felt good about what they did. And that's horrible. And that's a horrible thing. They felt like they were doing the right thing because no one ever told them you, they did something wrong. Or that they were a loser right. or anything like that. Sometimes you need that. And going back to the robots, yeah, I'm just sorry. I know, I know. That was a side topic that I had to bring we're, up. We're going all off. All, we're going all over the place. But that's good because this is how yeah. I want this show to be. 100 years, robots. 100 years, robots. Question. Hmm. Do you want iRobot World where – I don't. They're human beings. Okay. Or do you want my perfect world where I walk in my house and Siri goes – Hi, Dave. How are you today? And I go, I'm not that good. And they go, well, what could I make you for dinner? And it's not a human being. It's just a little voice inside the house. So it's It's kind of like the god of your house. Right. Almost. Right. But then you have to think of the negative side to that. Like it's What happens when it gets a virus and you walk in, it goes, hello. No. And something bad starts to happen once it locks all the doors and starts being evil. Siri, I'll be back. I'm going to go get coffee. I can't let you do that, Dave. Exactly. Right. Like, oh, crap. <laughs> you try to leave, it won't let you leave because it gets super self-impulsive. Right. Or what's that? Uh, self-aware. Seed, seeded or uh, infected house. It's a movie. It's an old movie. It's from like the know. 60s where the computer in the house decides that it's going to impregnate the wife oh. with a demon seed. That thing, yeah. Demon seated, it's like a half baby robot thing. That's <laughs> scary, man. That is really scary. Or the old Disney movie Smart House. Those are scary, man. No, that, that's really scary. I, yet I still love the idea of walking in my house and going. It'd be a great idea. It would be hor- It would need to be perfected before it went out. Right. It couldn't be like some of the computers now. They have so many issues. You can't have that. That thing would have to be ready. Have to be um, like it would have to be perfect. If in it wasn't perfect. Yeah. In a hundred years could a software in a hundred years could software be flawless? No. No. Software will never be flawless. Right. That's the problem. Because we are human beings, because we created it, there will always be a slight flaw with it. Yeah, what about within a hundred years we have robots that write software? Then there's the same thing, Dave. Because robots because we programmed us. Got it. (laughs) We made the robots, therefore they're gonna be just like us. Right. They have their issues too. We're going to have a mentally depressed robot, you know? Right. They're going to be like robots with schizophrenia. If we completely copied uh, – say we co- completely copied the human brain into a computer right. and it was able to think, it was able to 
have emotions, which is a weird thing to have. This is going really far into the future. I don't want to program emotions into a robot no matter what. if If a robot was able to have emotions, it was able to feel pain and ecstasy. Right. How scary would that robot be? Yeah, this is this is where I don't like. The this is where you of don't want to think about this, right? At all. This is this thinking, is where I want robots to die. And hundred yeah. years from now, we live in wasteland because we killed all the robots and they with a us. nuclear war. And there's like six people left in the world, and they have to reproduce the whole world over again. And we have to recreate technology because these people weren't very smart. And this is where this has to go because when robots start start fighting us, we have a problem. When the robots rebel, we're screwed, dude. Right. Because we can't fight robots. Okay, going off on going on what robots run on. They run on electricity right now, right? Yes. How dependent are we on that right now? We're doing it we're using it right now. If, if to light this room, to use your the filter in the fish tank, to record this. Right. What happens when electricity's gone? In today's society? Yeah. We're dead. We're pretty much dead. Well refrigeration is gone. Right. Prisons open up. And all our old friends come out, you know, all the rapists, murderers, Sadly, serial I don't killers. Ha- Thankfully, I don't have any prison friends. You know, that's great, yeah. I'm just saying, like, all the old other people who are ill right. are out. Right. Because all our prisons are running on electricity. They have electric locks, and once electricity kicks off, guess Boom. what happens? Boom. They're out. There's rioting in them, and you know it. Because there's no cameras. There's no electric fence anymore you think in a hundred years we could be so reliant on robots that we couldn't take care of ourselves possibly yeah and that that'd be a scary thought it's there was a book i can't remember it my sister read it i'm a secondhand knower of it it's basically the how your idea the house but in a next gen thing the house takes care of you i'm scared in the fact that you're sitting somewhere you're basically an amoeba you eat you poop. That's basically all you do. Uh, and you do things in your house, but, like, the house does it for you almost. Like, you say, oh, I want to play video games. It puts a little helmet on your head, and you play video games. Hmm. That's it. I still love the idea of walking in my house. And well, yeah, that's, my, a, that's my a little, great feeling. My little, my little robot voice in my house going, how are you today, Dave? And I'm like, uh, and it's like, well, I can make you anything you want to eat. And I'd be like... And then, yes. you, and then it pulls up, would you like me to run you a nice bath or something? Right. It does something to make you feel better. Like, I but love it takes it to the next idea. situation. Is It takes care of you completely. It does your health. It does everything else. But then the fact is, the leading cause of death is fires. Because the house can't extinguish fires. That was how, that's oh, my how, God. That that's... was the leading downfall of people. Like, the, the houses would heat up, burst into flames, and you'd die. That's ridiculous. That was it. That's, that's your life. You're dead. That's horrible. That I mean, is horrible. And it, that, that scares a lot of people. That that scares me. Uh, I don't want to be completely self-reliant on my house to do everything. I don't want to poop in uh, in just some random place when the house gets rid of it, even though it does that. I do that now. Like, you go to the bathroom. It's a specified place. Right. But I, I like, it just goes somewhere. It's gone. I don't, I'm not relying on a machine to do it for me. No, like, I don't I, want a tube up my butt pulling right. out the poop out of me, you know? That'd be nasty. <laughs> That'd be kind of scary. I, I love the thought of robots doing things because if robots can be programmed, we can lack programming emotion. And I think if we get to this point in 100 years and we've seen enough iRobot movies, 
hopefully people are smart enough to not program emotions into people. Well, that's one into of the robots. Th- that's one of the other things. You don't need emotion though. If that robot becomes self-aware that it can do whatever it wants, yeah, you're screwed. Same thing in iRobot. Once those robots figured, oh my god, why am I taking orders? Right. I can do this for myself. I can. I'm a. Str- I'm stronger than them. Why am I taking orders from them? I still love the idea of walking up to the McDonald's register and not speaking to an annoying human being who doesn't know how to say, would you like fries with it? I wish that the things that, like, fast food places, I wish there was, like, a little screen. You could push what you wanted. And you swiped a, your credit card. And you swiped your credit card or gave it cash. And, and then a, per- a little machine. And a person on the other end, I don't care that it's a human at that point, a human gives it to me because I just don't want to interact with this person. I some people shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> some people are so low on the food chain. Like there are those people. Like I went to a, a Popeyes a couple days ago. Right. And I ordered what was it? Well, my mom and I ordered. We ordered 16 pieces of chicken. Right. And we got four sides. We got like uh rice, two potatoes, and whatever. The fact was we didn't get what we ordered and we were standing right in front of the manager. Right. And we're like, we want this, this, and this. Yeah. We got 12 pieces of chicken. They screwed up our sides, and we got nothing else. Yeah. And we're like, what the hell? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's the lack of basic communication skills that it could have been. It could just be Siri. Right. You know? Yeah. That's it, the problem. The people Siri, who cook Siri, it. Is Siri different. understands enough, even in beta stages, to know what yeah. I'm saying about food. So does my computer. If I say fries, drink, this, this, this. It got it. It knows what I'm saying. Yeah. But if it's like somebody who can't understand basic English. Right. Who has like a third grade level education. Right. They shouldn't even be working there. The weird the weird lady at McDonald's that I go past every day on the way to school. There's four registers. All right. There's a very nice gay guy. There's a big old black lady. There's a young black teenager. And a big giant black manager. Alright. I, and I'm not even claiming racism on this. It's just that I know that that teenage girl in the middle will screw up my order. Yeah. Every day. Every single day. Now, this McDonald's is the worst registered McDonald's ever because there's no freaking lines. This this was stupidity created by people. All right. Okay? Robots wouldn't have done this. <laughs> there Robots is, created by us wouldn't there, do this. There is a big, long counter. <laughs> All right. right? Just picture this, people. There's a big, long counter. Then there's a, about three foot of rectangular space back on this counter. And in the middle of that rectangle is a big McDonald's sign. What? Yeah. What? Point? Why? So there's nowhere to stand. <laughs> That's bullshit. Why would you do that? Right. Why? Why? So you can't make a line. The best day. The, the best day was this big, big lady comes out and goes, get in lines, get in lines, get in. There's nowhere to make lines, lady. Okay? We Look, can make blobs. <laughs> there's a blob here waiting to order food. And there's a blob next to them waiting for the food that they pick up between the registers. Exactly. This is the only way this is possible. And there's no way to fix it. And you can't expect lines in a fast food place. In Tower City. In, t- in Tower City. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And and, and I'm not and, and okay, look, let's just be honest. I am hating this this McDonald's. I'm not hating on fast food though. I'm not hating on fast food. I'm it's not good, hating but... on every McDonald's. I and and I love McDonald's. But this McDonald's and and the McDonald's next to Tri C and the McDonald's on 117. <laughs> it's always come back to McDonald's. <laughs> you are hating on McDonald's. Man. Okay, I You're love the McDonald's it. on Sloan though. They have never screwed up my order, not even once. All right, let's make something perfectly clear though. We have to make this clear. We're n- we're not hating on the people who work there. Some of them don't shouldn't work there. Right. But some of them are really good, hardworking people. No, th- let's put that out there. We the, gotta put that out there to make sure people know. Yeah, and, and so nobody who listens to this show should be offended, especially oh, no, if you no. work there, and especially if you think I'm talking about you. I'm probably not. Yeah, I'm not talking the, about anybody. The manager, the Taco Bell. Why did I say Taco Bell? The manager at McDonald's <laughs> at Tower City is a very nice man. He yeah. is every time, and literally, I go to McDonald's like twice a week, <laughs> at least. Once that week, they will screw up my order. Wow. Always. And I don't hate this McDonald's, and I don't hate the people who work there, but they do screw up my order. This guy is very nice, and they fix my order every single time. That's a good thing, yeah. It is frustrating that I have to get the order fixed in the first place, but they have always been very nice and fixed the problem. What irritates me is I swear it's just a lack of communication. It's just a, yeah, it's a lack of communication skills. They just don't hear you correctly. and I, Or they just can't comprehend what you're saying. Seriously, like you go through a drive-thru and you pull up to the window, there's a screen that says what you've ordered. Yeah. That's wonderful. They need to have that at, there. At, at the register. Why don't they just have that instead? Right. It's either do that, which is that technology way. that can exist right now. Yeah. Do Siri and then have Siri confirm it with me mm-hmm. because that would work. If the people now, voice recognition is not – Voice recognition, I don't care how far we are into the future, 100 yeah. years, it's still 10 gonna years, have errors. it's never going to work in a loud place. No. Okay? Unless you walk up to a secluded microphone and say what you want. Right. Like, say I just walk up to a microphone. I'd like two cheeseburgers, a large fry, and a chocolate shake or whatever. Right. Be like, and then you hear it in a little microphone or a little speaker, did you order this? And it comes up on a screen. Right. That's what you would want. Right. And, and then I walk out and I go over to a counter and pick it up from a person. I still want people to make my food. Or then you could always like walk if you if that's not like your order. Say it's wrong and say no. And yeah. say then it would come back and say what is wrong with the order. Right. You know, and it would comprehend what you would say. And Siri already comprehends what you say. That's the difference between like Siri and most voice recognition. Yeah. I understand that. Siri responds like based on like human language. Like you can go Is it going to rain? And it would comprehend, it looks like it's raining. It looks like it's raining. Or, do I need a coat today? It goes like it's pretty warm outside. You're probably pretty good. Yeah. And that that's the difference, is that's how it needs to be. I could handle that in my house. That would be nice. Could When you, like, you're about to leave, you know, as a little console. Do we want robots to just understand emotion and not have emotion? Is that possible? Oh, uh, you could understand. They could have that. Like an iRobot, they understand high levels of stress in right. your voice. Because, like, in your voice, it has different decibels of sound. Depending on what emotion you're feeling, the, the decibels change. Right. And the, the pitch of it changes. Like, if you're kind of sad, you kind of feel like you're a little down. Your pitch is going to be lower. Your decibels are going to be lower, too. And your wavelength is going to be longer. Right. So there's that. And, like, when you're happy, you feel you're a little peppy, you know? You're a little happier, you know? You're walking around, you got a little spring in your step, you know? Right. 
and then so on and so forth. Those are the two basic emotions, happy and sad. You it's, know? It's like the people now we all know this. If you're sad and the person you have to interact with is sad, it just makes you angry. Oh yeah. Now a sad person will also bring a happy person down. Yeah. I've had a bad day. As most people in the world have probably had a bad day. I've gone to the wonderful McDonald's that screws up my order every day. Mm-hmm. And I have also deal with the cash registerist or whatever the hell at cashier. And they're in a bad mood. You're just, it's, if, it's no fun. If we're in a bad mood, we're going to be in a really bad mood. Yeah. You screw up my order today, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> well, and if I'm already in a bad mood, I'm not afraid to show it. Exactly. You're one of those people that's... <laughs> I'm willing to admit to this person... That you're angry. Like, I... I and, and I've done this to people at that McDonald's. Is I'd go... They screwed up my coffee. Right? Okay, mm-hmm. they screwed up my coffee the day before. Alright? Mm-hmm. It was super watery and super gross. Yum, yum. <laughs> I had to get it replaced. Alright. I came in the next day. I was in a bad mood that day. Uh-oh. And my response to this woman, and I feel bad about this, <laughs> but because I'm already in a bad mood, yeah. and this person has this dirty look on their face, like they're ma- they're mad at the world. I'm already mad enough, and it's it's almost their react, it's their attitude that makes me get madder. Is it's like if they just gave me a bright smile and said, "What's wrong?" Or if they said, "How's your? How, do you want a coffee?" Because I go in there pretty much every. I get a coffee at least every day. Yeah. About you, they pretty much know I want coffee. If they go, welcome to McDonald's. My it, response it, is, I want an iced caramel coffee, and don't screw it up like you did yesterday. Oh God! Like don't I want a, enough caramel in it so it doesn't taste like water like it did yesterday? And that's my that's my what I say, and it's like. Well, I just pissed this person off. Yeah, and then you just ruined their day. Right. And but, then, in turn, they kind of ruined your day. They probably screwed it up again. <laughs> well, actually, every time I've ever complained... It gets fixed. It gets fixed, and that coffee came out, and it was extra sweet and very yummy, and it <laughs> and made me feel... Like a dick Made afterward. me feel a little bit better and made me feel like a dick, but... Well, like, I get what you're saying, because I'm on the other end of that. Right. Like, I work at a gas station. Okay. I always try to look at least I at least try to look like I'm a little happy. Like no matter how mad like you, you try move. to give them a smile, you say have a nice day, sir. Or you're like if it's a person who looks down and they're buying cigarettes, you card them because like you know they're old enough, but you want to make them feel young. Right. I do that to a lot of older women because they, most of the time for some reason they look down and because I'm not technically supposed to ask people how their day was because I'm right. not a psychiatrist or anything. They're like, don't ask them about their day. We got to get people in and out of here. I'm like, okay. Uh, you work third shift, though. At 3 in the morning, you could ask. Dude, there's that. a lot of people there. You do not know that there's a lot of people there. Really? Around on Saturday? Oh, God. Mm. I don't get time to sit down. I don't get time for a two-minute break. Okay. I don't get time. There's, right. like, people, 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 especially from 10 to 12. Oh, my God. But, um, like, you, you get those people who are sad. Like, say I get a uh, woman who looks like she's in her mid-40s or something like that. Okay. She or she gets like uh, she, I'm like ah how are you she's like can I get a pack she's like down she goes can I get a pack of Marlboro Lights in a box sure go over bring them back up you know I'm gonna have to card you for these she goes what she goes and I go yeah you don't look 18 to me 
Right. You definitely don't. And you just make that person like laugh a little, give them that little chuckle thing, you know. You make it. You make them feel better. Even though they're like eighty, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right. That's the thing. It does not matter. I'm trying to make people feel better. Right. I'm trying to make them come back. It, it's it's you know, it's, it's just that situation where I just like, I, and it makes you feel better because you made that person happier. Right. You know, it's that that return, and that's 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 a major part of robots. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be able to. No matter what. This robot should always treat me like they're in the greatest mood ever. Exactly. No matter how mean I am, no matter how horrible I am. Now, that's another uh, – we're going to get onto this. If we're speaking to robots mm-hmm. and we're treating them in this attitude, yeah. if I'm in a pissed-off mood, and I'm in a pissed-off mood most of the time, let's just say. <laughs> <laughs> you are, man. <laughs> You're horrible at that. Would that start to teach people – to treat other people with an attitude in mm. a regular basis. It would secondary teach them. It would teach them that it wouldn't do anything. So when they do interact with people, right. they're going to te- treat them like shit. Right. And then that other person is going to be like, well, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> because and they're, they're a go, human being. And they're going to go, whoa, whoa. The, the thing at the coffee shop never yelled at me. But right. then they'll probably realize computers don't act the same. Right. It's just they have to figure out the difference between talking to a human and talking to a computer. But it's like the difference between like we all used to go to each other's houses. Now we all talk on the phone. And then we went to texting. The the lack of communication and – All right. I got to tell you this. This is funny. All right. Okay. First, we had the telegraph, right? Right. We tapped out our messages. Right. Then we had the telephone. We talked. Right. Then cell phones. Okay. We talk still, but now since we got more into texting, we tap out our messages again. We're getting we're going backwards now. Right. We need to go a little bit forwards now. Yeah. We need to go full hologram would be perfect. A full hologram. hologramic phone. That would be cool. Or video calling. Video calling is already around. I'm talking about like I'm going back to the hundred years from now. Right. Hologramic calling. Yeah. That would be cool. Not pre recorded. We, we could, could do a whole show on phones. Okay. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, that would be cool. I'm just thinking of that other thing. I was just like, wow, that'd be sweet if I could stand and literally feel like I'm in that person's house. Like, it's a virtual reality thing almost. Okay. And, like, I wouldn't be able to do anything, literally. Like, I couldn't open a door or anything like that. The hologram But if I could be in, like, that situation, I could feel like I'm there. Right. It would bring so much more connection between people. Like, imagine if you were, uh, like, say you're in the Army or whatever, and you're overseas, and you get to see your wife. Yeah. And you get to see her, like, fully. Imagine how good that would make you feel. You'd be like, oh, my God, my wife looks beautiful today. Right. You know? Or, oh, my God, she's got 40 curlers in her hair, and she has face cream all over her face. Right. (laughs) Or something like that. It would bring it to a whole new level. Right. And then you bring it to another. Once again, going completely really out of here, you teleport there. Right. And be able to feel that person. Yeah, that, that scares me. But Or... You could have gloves on in the hologram, and you could, like, the thing would sense that you're touching something. Right. And it could send a feel sensor into your hand, and it would be like you're touching that person. Right. Which would be really cool. Technology that doesn't exist. Technology that doesn't exist, but it would be sweet. Right. Like, just having that feeling, like, it's like, what did you do today? I touched my wife's face. If you're a Marine and you're across the seas and you've been over there for, say, like, eight months. Yeah, that's a big deal. And you can say that. That's a huge deal for you. Right. Like it's not it might not be a big deal for like 
people who see their wives every day be like, well, whatever. You're thinking that person hasn't seen their wife in eight months. Right. They got to touch their wife's face. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's great. That'd be a great idea, you know? That's the technology I would like to have. That'd be great. Robots. <laughs> Robots again. Well, I, it's slightly a robot. Yeah. No. I, it... I'm, I'm not going completely off topic. <laughs> Try not to, at least. There was that, that story, and I don't know if this is... I don't even know if I made this up in my head or not. <laughs> wasn't there... <laughs> wasn't there a kid who was like... His immune system didn't work at all, so he couldn't go to school. Oh, Bubble Boy. No, well, <laughs> they made a movie about that kind of thing. But there's the um, he controlled him. He controlled a robot that went to school with a camera that oh. was on it, so he could see everything. I remember. And people could I know see where you're him. That. It had a little screen of his face. Oh, I don't know where that's from, but I saw that on TV. And that that technology, I think, can exist. That can exist today. Yeah. But it's not that could, hard. It's basically could, a robot, a remote control car with a TV attached to it and a camera. A really fancy remote control car. Oh yeah, and I'm just saying that's the basis of it. It has a, it's a remote control car with a TV and a webcam on it. That's basically it. But the technology could advance in a hundred years. That 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 could actually happen. Yeah. Yeah. But then you gotta think we would never have to leave our homes. We could have a robot getting our groceries. A robot that would sent that would go take us to or basically bring the school to us. It would take schooling to a whole new level because if everyone had that, everyone could be on the same level of intelligence, finally. Yeah, try to be a human being here. All right. I, and, and I'm just trying to... And also, I'm thinking of a perfect world. Everyone would be the same intelligence. We're still going to have people who don't have those abilities. Right. And I'm trying to view the world here as people are generally good, which... Isn't always true, If you trying. know, If you know me, you know that I don't actually view the world that way. I've found out there's more nice people out there. No, there are. There's still good people. And, and, they're hard to find, but there's still good people. I'm like not diehard, you know, everybody's evil and the humans need to die. No. That every bad person in the world needs to die, <laughs> and that's like 90% of the population. I don't believe that, but... Including I, like some people we know closely. Right. I, I believe that there are a reasonable there's amount still, of people yeah. who are bad people. Oh, yeah. Uh, now you've made me get on my rant of how horrible I think society is. Oh, I'm sorry. But <laughs> there, if, if, and I remember, if we're talking about people controlling remote control robot people mm-hmm. to do things for them, I feel like that wouldn't take over. That's kind of like, I a... feel like it'd be technology that would be used for reasonable situations that everybody would have access to, like being ill or sick. I feel like the technology that if that existed that people could control other robots to do things for them it'd be it'd be used within reason I think going out places and doing things is still going to be a human pleasure and that's believing that humans are generally good and are not that lazy and that people would still want to walk down at the store and still go eat a piece of ice cream out of a a piece Weird. of ice cream. All a right. piece like of that. ice cream out of the yes. Yeah, so we're going pieces. A of ice very cream. gross frozen thing out of a gas station next to the counter that yeah. you walk past and you go, hmm. I want that. That crunchy strawberry gross frozen. Or you look at ice you go, cream and you go, ooh, a chocolate taco. Right. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> like what? That's. I want to try one of those, but I, yeah. I feel like like no matter what that. 
And then I'm the only thing is like once we become so dependent on robots, like say we be we become completely dependent, people aren't gonna go outside. They're not gonna know what to do anymore. They're not gonna do any of those things anymore. It, and it, it kind of saddens me that people we're gonna lose all of our humanity with that. That that's the difference with Tween saying that I control a remote control and a robot controls me and it going to take it to school when I'm sick so that I can still participate versus a robot walking down the street and bringing me back ice cream. Yeah. And that's the concern. That is a big concern. And we don't want to become too dependent on robots that we don't have to do anything anymore, but we just want them to simplify our world. Right. That'd be a great way to put it. And in a hundred years, I think we could do that. But you don't know the. That's in a perfect world, too. In a perfect world where human beings are... Generally smart. <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, it's never going to happen. But I think it's possible. It is possible. I think we did a pretty cool show here, Curtis. I'm pretty happy with it. I liked it. It was fun. I think that it's a show that will continue to go off topic, but I think that's <laughs> the kind of show it's going to be. That's what happens with shows. We go completely off topic, though. Even the best shows on the on the radio go way off topic. Right. We're human. We're, We're imperfect. Human. We're not like robots. Yeah. So I am David Moore, and I have 500 robots in my house. And I'm Curtis, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> this show was brought to you by the Moore Daily Podcast Network. I hope to see you again here.